your your startup how do you get your first customer that is so hard for so many businesses especially you have no case studies no references you have nothing i i actually if you don't mind i'll take i'll, I'll take a couple steps back before that because i think um there's there's a lot of things that when you think about um how you kind of build a company um, that needs to be true before when you think about um, getting your first customers. Here's what I mean by that. When I think when I think about where uh, most companies make some of these early mistakes, um, the first mistakes that's made is actually um, so suppose you are as a founder trying to build a venture scale business, right? Which is kind of the domain. Um, a lot of the times what I see is founders will come up with um, an idea of a solution that's there to solve a specific pain point, right? Um, whatever the pain point might be, right? It might be around collaboration. It might be um, that you're in a construction space and think folks are still using spreadsheets to manage frosters, you name it. Oh, I'm telling you, they are. I, I get those as leads every single day. You know, and they end up buying ERP and use our project management. But uh, you know what? There's here, I, quick sidestep. Sorry. Believe it or not, there are $500 million businesses, okay? $500 million a year revenue businesses still using QuickBooks as their accounting platform and spreadsheets and have disparate systems. And it like, they're doing double, triple, and it's like you're a five hundred million dollar a year revenue business. How the heck do you operate? Like I don't get it. That is insane. How they grew that big? I'll, I'll do you one better, and I'm not going to name names there, but um, let's just say that this is one of the ten, one, one of the ten biggest tech companies out there. Um, I know somebody who works there who tells me that for one of their major operations, it's basically run on spreadsheets. Um, it still happens, right? But let me let me let me go back to um, kind of step one, which is you've got an idea of, of uh, you've identified a pain point that you want to solve. Here's kind of the step that typically misses there is that folks fail to think about how many other people actually would actually have this pain point. And what I mean by that is if you're building a venture scale business, you have to not only identify a pain point, but you have to make sure that there's enough people that experience this pain point to justify a venture scale outcome, right? And the way you do that is that you come up with um, hypothesis, and this is where my technical background comes to play. Um, you think about uh, the pain point you're solving, then you've got ideas of who your ideal customers might be, and you've got a you've got one, two, three hypotheses of those um, of those. You're essentially saying market market research, right? You need to know the market and know the market potential. Yeah, think about think about who that person think about who that potential customer is, what their challenges are, what the company looks like, the size, and really detail it out in such a way that you've got an idea of what your ideal customer profile, it's called ICP, um, looks like. And once you do that, there's a second step of really going out and validating that um, that pain point actually exists. So that's kind of step two. And I'm not even talking about acquiring customers yet. I'm actually just talking about get out of the building. Go and talk to some real humans about their day-to-day -day and whether or not these challenges that you're trying to solve actually exist and are actually urgent enough to want to actually buy a solution to solve that. Just to clarify, 
real humans, real humans, not the band ICP, right? No insane uh, clown posse. We're just real humans, ideal customer profiles. That's who you want to talk to. Humans, people that are actually going to be using your product because that's the reality, right? Uh, and there's a tendency. So, and, and I know I have that tendency too. I, I'm technical. So there's a tendency to want to just build a product and see how people feel, feel about it. But the reality is, that you can do without writing a single line of code. And I'm not even talking about code yet. I'm talking about interviewing customers to really understand, um, to really kind of crystallize and 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 um and and get to your own conclusion that this pain point is actually real and that if you were to solve it, it would benefit them in in tangible, measurable ways. Once you do that, there's a second step of now going, okay, so I've had conversation with these three groups of customers that I thought would be ideal for me. Um, based on my um, discussions with them and my conversations with them, I think uh, I think the ideal ones are actually group one, right? Um, then you go to group one and you think, okay, let's build for group one. What um, features and what 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 do features look like? And you're really kind of building things in such a way that by the time you get to um, that conversation where you're trying to acquire customers, and this is kind of one of my um, tactics that I would provide with founders is that half the time they think that what you need to do early stage is sell um, to those customers. And I know this is sounds this is something that comes weird, uh, that's going to sound weird coming from a sales leader. You don't necessarily um, the motion is less a less of a um, direct sales motion as it is a motion where you've identified innovators and you're effectively trying to um, sell them on partnering with you to build the, the product alongside you, right? And it's a very different conversation. So what would what would look like, here's my product, here's some of the, if you have these pain points, um, then I've got a solution for you. Here's the reality. People don't actually, the, the biggest misconception in SaaS, I think, is that customers have a pain point and you have a solution and therefore they'll buy it from you. The customer is not thinking about that. The customer, if it is a real pain point, has a way in which they're addressing it that's a workaround. And you have to convince them from changing behavior from how they're currently doing things to a new way of doing things. And what that means is your initial early customers should really be the type of people that are actually open to changing your behavior because they're experiencing the pain as high as they do. So that's when you hear the terms early adopters, innovators, but fundamentally that motion should be more of a motion where you say, hey, um, I've had some great feedback from you in our past conversation about this pain point and about the product. Um, I think we might be a great fit for you guys. Um, we're launching our product um, in Q1 of next year. And between now and then, we're going to be signing up a few launch partners. So not as the language that I'm using is not a customer type language, but a partner type language. Um, is this something that you'd be open to?